welcome to the True Face Podcast. Hello, hello. Good morning. We're all here. Got ah. the barbershop quartet back together. <laughs> wow. Hey, that we should do that. You song. want to sing? Hello. Oh, that's hello. Oh, we, should, we should do a song <laughs> one more. <The> gospel. <laughs> All of our listeners just uh. fled. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have a pitch pipe. <laughs> flat. When we were at uh, board weekend, we it was just John and me up there, and, and I asked them, you want us to sing a duet? Because we're not a trio today. <laughs> we can't. They, you know, we said, hey. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, we don't have time. They said we're we're glad you don't have time. <laughs> so we may not have time for this quartet. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, start of a new series today. Yes, um, this is going to be great. I'm glad that you guys are back from your uh, tours and your hikes over the mountains of Oregon. Uh, it's a wonderful time. Wow! Congratulations. Got to say congratulations on, yeah. on petting an elk. Petting an elk. Yeah, yes. uh, that. It's yeah. wonderful. Um, but John 13 to 17, 13 to 17, and we're going to take chunks of this um, a series of chapters on basically the theology of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about some one of you read uh, John 13, 34 to the end of the chapter? You know that's my job. <laughs> David? I'm trying to do <laughs> somebody. <laughs> All right, back to the ESV because Bill's here. All right, here we go. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Do you want to stop there? Would you yes, like to? That's fine. Okay. Is that good enough? Those that's two good. verses? Yep. That's all right. Fine. I think David was saying, I'm not convinced we can get past those. <laughs> Well, it's a fantastic foundation place to start. What? Uh, let's talk about this commandment. What is this commandment? What is the quality of this commandment? What is it doing? Why is it happening now? Yeah. Um, backing up just a step for me, um, I think it's so interesting when we look at the theology of Jesus from the perspective of the way he identifies us. Uh, understand Jesus... Is, is a great goal of all of us, but he's doing something to help us understand ourselves. And, and so when he does that, he starts that with this theology of a new commandment because he's going to say something that's possible that's never been possible before. Uh, the old commandments were given to prove to man he was not righteous. That, that was why they were given. They were not given as a way to live. They were given as a way to prove to man he couldn't live that way. Man is not capable of honoring the commandments of God. And Galatians says that, uh, but, but love fulfills those commandments that I could not keep. Love fulfills those commandments. So Jesus is saying here, a new commandment, a new order of commandment. It's not like the old. It's a new order of commandment. And I can give it to you because you are not who you used to be. If you were still under the old who you used to be. You it would have been you, the 11th. Exactly, be, exactly. Another one that would inflame you to sin. Exactly. Yeah. And it wouldn't be one that would give me the opportunity to do something I couldn't do before. And that was to do this kind of love. And and so he says, a new command I give you that you can do. And so when, every time I read that, I say to myself, well, what's different about me that I can do it? What's different about me? And And what's uniquely different is that Jesus is putting confidence in his work at Calvary to make this declaration about us. 
because he's knowing at Calvary that he is not only going to save the sinner, but he's going to make the sinner a saint who is righteous, capable of doing what he could not do under the old order. He has a new heart. He has a new heart. He's a new person. And uh, to me, I, I guess if I could just stop there right now and just say to our audiences and to my own heart, if I get this, if I get this reality that I am not who I used to be, then my whole perspective of how to live the Christian life changes in that moment because I'm no longer striving to have to deal with the issues of my sin. I'm now trying to honor my Lord by dealing with what it really means to love. What does that really mean? So, you know, because in our teaching, so the effort changes. Do I, do I now work hard on not sinning? Or do, does my effort go into understanding how to love? And it, the beautiful thing is he says this also about us. Not only can you do this, but you can do it in the same way I do it. And you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because we are literally and fully recreated in the image of Christ. We are like him. That's the way God has remade us. We are like him. So the, again, it's perspective. It's The whole Christian life is not about figuring out how, how to become more like Jesus. The whole Christian life is trying to understand the reality that God's already made me that way. I'm holy and righteous. Or I couldn't do this. And even if I could really work at really hard on trying to love, I could never do it like he does it. That would be impossible. But that's his commandment. But I'm in Christ now. I love you, and you are to love one another just as I have loved you. And, uh, and then the third major point in my mind in this area is the, con- is the evidence of it. The evidence is this. All people will know you are mine if you do this. That's, what, that's, the, that's the evidence of it. Uh, the church over centuries has spent so much time trying to convince the world that Christians don't sin as much as they do. And that's not the theology of Jesus. He's not trying to get the world to see that we don't sin like they do. He's trying to get the world to see that we can obey him, and they can't. And if we did obey him, what would that be? Well, we would sin less. It's not, that's not his theology. If we did obey him, what would we do? We would love like he loves. And that's what the world desperately needs. The world, our culture, is so tired of Christians condemning them in their sin. We, we, are, we are viewed in our culture as the least tolerant people in our society. So if, if that's the case, and, and it is, how do we wrap our brains around the fact that if Jesus is about loving and he's telling us to love, and yet he was sinless and he was obeying the Father's commandments, how do we, how do we get our minds around that reality? Since we aren't sinless, we want to obey, but sometimes we don't. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, David, that brings up a huge question, which I think we need to consider in our weeks ahead. And that is, in the theology of Jesus, how does he deal with the fact that we still sin, even though we're righteous? Well, you, you know, if I was just listening to us and had never heard anything we'd said before, I, I would think, you guys don't care about sin. Yeah. You, you're, you're, but, but the truth is, everything you just said, the byproduct when I'm not trying first to sin less but love more, 
is that I do sin less. Absolutely. And, and that, that reality is a hard one for us to grasp. If we start with trying to sin less, we won't, and, and we won't ever learn to love. But if we start with love, we will become lovers who sin less. Yeah. And, and the character of Jesus is obviously a, a strong point in what he's saying because he's comparing how he loves to how we now get to love. So if you're going to not base this on what Jesus' convictions were, then you're probably going to be jumping off the wrong foundation. Yeah. I like that last word, David. The foundation is critical here. In this whole section, Bruce, on 13 through 17, what's our new foundation? And, and man, uh, as we say in other places, we'll say in these weeks, those of us who are beginning to understand God's grace should be those who are the most concerned about what sin is doing to us and mankind. We should be the most concerned. One other thought, though, about what you said, John, and that is my ability to trust him that I can love does something. Sin will always keep me preoccupied with me. Love begins for me to become really concerned about you. And that's the difference. What has changed in me that I am no longer self-centered? So the selfishness that would allow me to not care about you and allow me to fail you, sin against you, is, is largely eradicated by me learning to care about you. Exactly. Or even in my heart of hearts, even wanting to. Yeah. Why would I care about Bruce? Why would I, David, why would I care about you? What Something's got to be different about me because when I am truly only in my sin, I only have me. And if I do attempt to care about you, I do it so imperfectly that I'm going to hurt you. But here's something. <laughs> here's something I got. I get to love you. I get to love you. So a question that just constantly comes to me is, well, how do I then love you? Hmm. How do I experience that love? There's another puzzle that uh, you guys remember us talking with a, uh, with a man, with a brother, years ago. And he concluded that because everyone can love to a certain extent, they sacrifice, they give to their children or to others they don't know, that we must all have a measure of righteousness. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, very much so. Speaking of foundation, that's what, um, what do you, how do you respond to the person who says that? Oh, no, other people besides Christians can love. It's obvious that they do this. What, What is that foundational question? I have two quick responses. Jesus is very careful to tell us we love like he loved. Got to, got, to get go. that, got to get that in there. Love like he loved. Now, here's the beauty of God. He created a human being called man with the ability to be loved. And in creating man, the beauty of our creation is love is something we all want, something we all desire, and something we're capable of doing. But, but It's but, part of his common grace. It's part of his common grace, and we all love it, enjoy it. But this is a saving grace reality. Exactly. It's to love like he loved. And it's yeah. a sanctifying grace. Yes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that, that person and others, they'll say, well, that must mean therefore that we're all righteous. Don't don't mix the two. What it means is we were so amazingly created by God in spite of all the sin that is in us, we still love enough to care about each other. We just can't love like he does. That's it. Until we have 
the heart that he does. Exactly. Until we have Christ in us. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, y'all, that's a part of a of a verse, part yeah. of two verses, and we will get after it next week in the second in Just this remember, series. If you're confused, it's because Bill Thrall is back. Exactly. Our numbers were going up, but then uh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, uh, see you next week. <laughs>